You know where you're at. We know where we're at. It's Conspiracy Campfire time, everybody. Welcome to another episode. We have three really, really random stories tonight. Number one, is there a massive Disney cover-up? Number two, what kind of things are going on on an alien tracking map? And number three, did you guys know that the moon isn't real? Oh, we're going to get to all that in just a little bit. So grab those marshmallows. We're starting the fire. We'll be right back. So everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to all of the new listeners, to all of our standing listeners who have been around. We are about 11 episodes in, and we appreciate all the support that we've had so far. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. A little bit of a recap. We'll do this really quick just for the next little while. What we do here is we go through about three conspiracies every single week. Then we talk about a, through on a scale of one to 10, how much each of us believe in that story. That's pretty much what we do. And then we make fun of each other. Let's be real. That's pretty much the extent of what we do. So we are starting off. Actually, I am starting off today, not Scott. Yeah, we're throwing everybody for a loop here tonight. <laughs> Things are, yeah, you know, maybe there's a conspiracy in itself as to why that's happening. So Ooh. best person to come up with a conspiracy on that wins. Uh, or in the meantime, is peeing in the corner or something? I have no idea what he's doing, but I don't know how we got to there. Ooh, he's doing he just, something, but oh, okay. So he just removed right. a splinter. Oh, it's such a shame that you guys can't see that on the webcam. Oh, man. Too bad you missed that on that one. Okay. Is there a massive cover-up at Disney? Now, I've heard this one. Yes. Okay. Believability. Yeah, obviously. I I mean. <laughs> okay. So this one is it, – it, it makes a lot of sense, and I've heard it for you know the last few years. But do you guys know the conspiracy about Disney freezing Walt – at a time to hopefully be able to clone him in the future or bring or reanimate him or whatever they want. Yeah. You've heard this story, right? Right. Okay. Why? So, Cause it's Walt Disney, you know, I mean, and it's Disney. So whatever, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Anyways. Disney, Disney seems to be doing great right now without him. Just saying, uh, you know, that it went from racist cartoons in the thirties to uh, flying <laughs> toys and toy stories. So if you ask me, they're doing just fine. They don't need to unfreeze the guy. I'm not saying that they need to. I'm just saying that that is an existing conspiracy out there. And because of this one conspiracy, it stemmed an entire movie or i guess at this point you would consider it a series right let's talk about disney frozen okay so the conspiracy what? around this is that disney actually created the frozen movie and now the series to cover up people searching for is walt disney frozen because disney and frozen it's automatically going to be taking you to the movie so they're trying to cover up for the fact that they actually have walt disney cryogenically frozen somewhere but they're trying to cover up for it so that is the conspiracy is disney did disney actually create frozen for this cover-up what do you think <laughs> 
Why Man. would I care if anybody knows that? He, it seems like everybody knows that he is frozen. So why do they need to? What's the? Why would they need to cover this up? That's my main question. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're getting awfully <laughs> close to the point where they can bring him back, and everyone's freaking out. Or maybe he's a zombie now. I don't know. Oh, z- oh yeah. zombie! Zombie! Zombie Disney could oh, be kind of gnarly. Zombie anti-Semite Disney. <laughs> Scott, what you got, man? Look, I'm a believer in a lot of things. I believe in aliens. I believe in multi-dimensions. I believe in higher levels of consciousness that may or may not be different dimensions. <laughs> but I just can't believe this one, man. Can you not believe that Disney made the movie Frozen to cover it up? Or can you not believe that Disney actually is Frozen? No, I, I bet he's frozen. I oh. believe that. <laughs> so you can't get on board with the fact that it's a cover-up. Okay. Well, that, here's my thing about these cover-ups. Like, let's say I did something really bad. Let's say I burnt down like a preschool or something like that. That's I'm where not you went? Go. That's <laughs> where you went with something bad? Just say I killed a bunch of kids, right? It okay. won't be there. But my point is I'm not going to go around town leaving like hints like it may like you know, you know what i mean like i don't Easter think like, these conspiracies about frozen like, yeah like founder. if you're trying to do a cover-up don't hide like easter eggs in front of our face like that's what i'm like this is just ridiculous at this point uh, and i think it's easier for us to make conclusions you know uh based off what we want to believe sometimes um and uh this is this is one of them i i, I don't believe that there's any sort of um cover up with frozen okay so we actually might have a little bit of a switching scale here so if walt disney were to come back but we couldn't find it out because frozen is now out how many box office bombs out of 10 is this believable is frozen created to cover up for frozen walt disney Oren, what you got uh i think i'm gonna go with like Maybe a three. I actually thought you were going to be a little higher on that one, but really, no, no. It just like after thinking about it, I'm like, you know, I wouldn't type in Frozen Walt Disney. I would type in cryogenically frozen Walt Disney. Cryogenically frozen. Keyword. I mean, I yep, can get in. Yep, I can it's get keywords in and you know, it's Google and why search. That still wouldn't work as a search, but anyways. All right, so <laughs> yeah, you whatever. give it a three, Scott. What you got on this one? I'm just going to give it one. I, I'm going to give it one. I, I think. I think that if. <laughs> If, if their main purpose of making this big movie was to hide the fact that this dude was frozen and he didn't want himself on Google, I feel like the head of Disney could be like, yo, Google, change the searches so there's nothing that like, shows that we're covering anything up. I, I think this is just a bunch of baloney. <laughs> I won't well, get into the well, calm down with that. that inflammatory language there, Scott. <laughs> All right. <laughs> edit that I'm, out. Sorry, I'm, guys. I'll beep that out. I'm actually going to be at about a six on this one. I actually okay. give it six box office bombs as a possibility. So I, I could easily see this. I Most of you don't know out there that I am a digital marketer. I know how this stuff works. I know how to manipulate searches and that kind of stuff. So it makes sense uh-huh. to me, even from a professional side. So... Anyways, okay, we'll put that one to bed. Or you know, we'll- I gotta say though, if they, if this is a conspiracy, it's kind of amazing how it ended up being their most popular movie ever. 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, it's not even, draw even any the, attention. <laughs> even the fact that they named it Frozen, I mean, they could have just named it Anna really cold or something. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but they named it Frozen. So, in any case, we are going to put that one to bed, or let's just say that we will freeze that one and maybe oh, back to it corny. later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Scott, you are hitting us with story number two. Yes, I was really intrigued when I found this map. Uh, I shot it over to you, and I'm excited to share it with you guys as well. Um, This is basically a map of sightings, of UFO sightings across the entire globe from 1906 to now. Uh, and it's a striking map because you see that the highest density of UFO sightings are in the United States and in the United Kingdom. And then it's kind of like, you know, every major city has a couple of small little dots, but it is by far, yeah, an overwhelming amount of, of these sightings. Um, so I did a little research. I checked out the website. It's a legitimate website, guys. Uh, ESRI.com. You guys can check it out. They basically use data to do everything like you can pinpoint uh you know where global warming is affecting certain points of the of the of the globe it's a really fascinating website um so i wanted to show i showed you guys the map and, and i'm curious why do you think since 1906 the only real sightings have been in the u.s and england it's weird right uh, it's funny because the title of the map is basically like alien speak English because most of <laughs> like that's the, all who they want to talk to. It, it, I mean, really, the bulk of all of these sightings are coming from places that speak English. So <laughs> maybe that's a, a little cocky <laughs> of English speakers, particularly if you see the map. Basically, mm-hmm. the entire U.S. is just a giant bright ball. Pretty much it's yeah. the majority of it is coming from the U.S., I'd so, like to see a comparative map of mental illness across the world. Well, I mean, I mean, these no, are the, I mean, no, I mean, I feel like oh, you're be, right. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean, these are developed that, nations who have access exactly. to social media and like exactly. depression. Who knows? But but so here's actually my my ultimate question with this, Scott, is what is the conspiracy that you're bringing here? Right. So you're showing this map. It's not a conspiracy. This is more of like. This is just really odd, right? And we spent a lot of time talking about UFOs and shit. <laughs> extra, and- extra. Aliens, <laughs> aliens show up all across the U.S. and nowhere else. <laughs> so. It's kind of like it's kind of like why did you know why did Thanos and those guys go to New York? Like why do they always go to New York? Yeah, it's. I mean, it is interesting, and, and I think actually Oren brings up a really good point of you know for the most part they're in developed countries and. And, and, and but an, another thing that I noticed was even though the U.S. is kind of lighting up quite a bit, they're on the the, the coasts mostly. There's there's yeah. a big chunk out of the like central U.S. where it kind of limits. And so you have these coastal things. So interestingly enough, you guys mocked me over this in a previous episode about Bigfoot. He was everywhere but the Colorado Rockies, which is are kind of what you were referencing on this map, is that there's not many sightings in that area. I don't exactly know how that ties in. You just wanted to bring up Bigfoot again to piss me off. You did a good job on this movie. Um, but, but really, I mean, it, it, that in itself is interesting, right? So, I mean, all of the, all, really, if you look at all of the map, a lot of those sightings are coastal places in general. 
And maybe that's saying something. Maybe they prefer to come down over water than make their way over the land to kind of. Or maybe they're all coming from the ocean. Maybe they're. And I'm kind of surprised, though, seriously, that Russia hasn't been hit up as much, especially since they have all that glass lying around on the ground that they can look through (laughs) and see all these aliens. Hey man, if you're if you're a UFO, what are you trying to check out though? The Grand Canyon or like Russia, the frozen wasteland of Siberia, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's true. It is really interesting, and and uh, you know, I don't. I mean, I mean, we could make up a conspiracy here, right? Like, well, I could give you my take. Are they only English speaking? Is that our no. conspiracy? <laughs> No. <laughs> what, what's your take, Scott? The realist in me is, <laughs> I have to say that, you know, U.S. culture, movies, TV, they've made people believe, uh, you know, more times that they're seeing something. So I think a lot of people want to believe what they're seeing because they in the United States, United Kingdom, you know, they're consuming a lot of science fiction movies that are coming out in, you know, the United States markets. So like that's one thing I can think of is that we are just so saturated with entertainment being here that we just think we're seeing things more often. Yeah, but that but also is kind of so goes, strange. That kind of goes back to what you were saying previously about like they're saying you say that the aliens, the Galactic Federation, whomever, are say that we're not prepared for this. Now, I would think that in the developed nations and where this map is showing these UFO sightings. These are people that would be more prepared than like an indigenous tribe in Australia to see a giant spaceship come out of the sky. You know what I mean? So maybe there are more sightings in these areas because the aliens Orin. do know that we're we trying are... to justify a conspiracy here. Dude, Whoa. I'm just yes, seeing the logic yes, of this. And, map. He, and he gave me a, a, a take that I would not have considered. You're totally right. If they do <laughs> want to make contact, it would make sense that they would do it with with a with a developed nation. Yeah, I'm actually going to piggyback on what you said, Scott, because also in the U.S. and the U.K. and, and these places, Social media is very big and fame, right. or as I like to call it, pseudo fame is very, very culturally important these days for a lot of people. And so mm. anything that they can do to bring a, attention to themselves, I feel like people are going to jump all over. And so maybe that has something to do kind of hand in hand with what you're saying. They think they see something or they want to see something because if they share it, then, oh, I'm going to get a lot of likes or shares or video views or whatever it is. And so it's kind of like a forced perspective almost. Totally. And I would love to see the data of, unfortunately, that map just has like a timeline of 1906 to 2020. Would be nice to know is like, you know, at what point were you seeing a lot more sightings? Right. has it has it increased since the since the I find it interesting that China has like next to nothing on. That's interesting too. That's really bizarre. You would think that all like all big cities would have a huge like, I actually, light up. But I actually have a I, I will make this very, very quick, but I've done I took some classes in college and I do this what? in my in my marketing and advertising. Did you go to Harvard? I, and it talks <laughs> yeah. about where did you go to Harvard like me, bud? No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but like yeah, in in like Asian cultures and a lot of Asian cultures, there's a you know you don't want to bring like shame to your family or look bad. It's like a different perspective of oh, society. Interesting. 
So if, you know, here where it's like, oh, they saw this, it's like you're bringing kind of weird weirdness to our family or whatever. And so it might be one of those things that let's it's not it's not actually shared if they do. I don't know if that's the truth. You know, we, but... we, we judge people here too. Trust me. Oh, we do. <laughs> we do. But at the same time, we also support them by watching their stupid videos. So fair enough. <laughs> okay. No, but that's a good point too. Uh, you look at the Asian countries and it's, it's, in, it's very limited. As yeah. Far as sightings go. Okay. Okay. So let's just have some fun with this one. Um, we have to put a scale on it. So on a scale of zero to 10 translators, uh, what is the likelihood that aliens only speak English? Um, zero. <laughs> Just leave it at that. They would. They would. Yeah. They will. They will speak to us. They will speak to us with, through their minds. You will hear. You will hear their words in your thoughts in your mind. So, so it's, it's kind of like language. when Zod came from Man of Steel and he was doing that thing on TV and it was in all those different languages. Cool. Okay. I will agree with Scott on that. But yeah, zero. Three zeros. <laughs> Three zeros, everybody. Yes. <laughs> no one is believing that only the aliens only speak English to us earthlings. I do give a 10 on uh, the number of sightings being mostly in the United States because we're, God, we're dumb. <laughs> okay. We have any update on Bigfoot in Oklahoma? Has anybody caught him? Uh, we'll look into that and we'll get back to that next episode. All right, let's go on to story number three. And this one's going back to me again. This is a two John story episode. All right. Does the moon actually exist? So there is this really, really interesting theory out there that the moon is not real. And it is nothing more than a projection. Okay, so basically, the 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 concept behind this uh, is that, and, and it, there seems to be this will probably lend itself to some validity of the story, but it tends to be in line with a lot of flat Earth thinking. Mm. That uh, the moon is a projection put there for a reason, which we could study for a thousand more years and never understand. Okay. But what it's really doing is it's hiding an actual mass. That's going to come and end the existence of earth. Okay. The existence of Nibiru. Have you heard of Nibiru, Scott? Yes. Nibiru, Nibiru is the planet that the Anunnaki come from. And it's all ties into that ancient astronaut theory that we were harvested uh, by a mixture of DNA and seeded on this planet. So yeah, planet X or Nibiru is, is a common theory amongst ancient astronaut theorists. <laughs> I'm impressed, mm-hmm. Scott. Um, in this case, uh, it is considered a rogue planet that will come and cause the apocalypse. And it's being hidden by the moon, so we don't see it. <laughs> okay. and so- I, I'd like to jump in here because I, 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 I mean, literally right behind me, I have a book on the Anunnaki. Um, chariots of the god um eric von danigan is is like the leader of this theory man he's put the whole thing together that the anunnaki basically came here from niburu niburu sorry uh it is a is it it's like a planet that is like an orbit that is not in line with ours so it only comes into our like 
solar system every 23, like 3,000, 4,000 ish years, which is interesting because that ties into that Mayan calendar. Um, so, so this, this thought of, you know, these guys coming back has, has always been a very real possibility. Um, I don't think that they're hiding behind the moon per se, but I, I think when people talk about apocalypse, I, I think it's when they come back and go, Hey, how are you guys doing? We made you like 20,000 years ago. We mixed your DNA with cavemen. I think that's the kind of apocalypse that they mean is that when that kind of information comes out, I mean, they're, yeah, either they're going to enlighten us or they're going to destroy us. Pew, pew, pew. us on, yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately in this theory, they're, they're basically saying that it exists, that it's always there and that it's being covered by the moon, which is a projection. And supposedly it's always been a projection. So we've had the technology to project the moon into the sky to hide Nibiru uh, for a very long time. That is what we got. So, so <laughs> I like it. I don't know if you know it or not, but the moon is not real. And so if this thing's getting closer to us, wouldn't it get bigger? Therefore, wouldn't the moon get bigger? I guess it depends on how far away it is. I don't know how, <laughs> how so far it's away real, it's, it's It's coming in like a thousand years. So it's just incrementally getting bigger. Is their technology advanced enough that they could like like Death Star, like move their planet around? Like, I don't know. Or, or is the moon Nibiru? That's what I was <laughs> and they, say. And they just live inside and we don't see it, uh, except for the lights I showed on, on last week's podcast that you buffoons absolutely denied. The swamp gas. <laughs> I said it was pretty quality video. I just didn't say there wasn't enough there for me to believe it. Well, don't, guess don't, what? Don't get all the moon is Nibiru. Well, <laughs> Nibiru. This is what we're talking about with a fake moon. The moon landing wasn't real, supposedly. Don't tell that to Buzz Aldrin or he will punch you in the face. Uh, if you've seen that video, it's kind of funny. It's awesome. Uh, but well, anyways, okay, so... Um, oh, dude, he completely punches this. Old, he's old and he just punches this younger dude. It's yeah, great. Like, you didn't land on the moon. You didn't land on the moon. You're yeah. <laughs> he just, just clocks, clocks him. <laughs> I am totally looking. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. But anyway, I'll wait until after this is over. It's, it's, it's amazing. So, um, okay. So on this one, we are going to judge whether or not we believe the moon is fake. Okay, so on this one, let's use a scale of zero to ten half moons. We'll just do, or what's that? What are those things called? The the, the a crescent moon, a waxing gibbous, a waning gibbous, a waxing crescent. So what's the thing called? Like the whole the whole phase of the moon called moon phases. I think it's just called yeah the phases of the moon. Okay, that's a sh- that's a shitty scale. That that is the phase of the moon. It goes full moon. It goes waning no, I know, crescent. I know, but that's just a shitty scale for us to do it on. So, uh, yeah, how many waxing gibbiuses are you going? to How many uh, how many projection uh, how many projection machines are you go- or does it take to actually project a fake moon into the sky to cover up for Nibiru? Oren, you start us off on this one. Oh, that's definitely a big fat zero. <laughs> Man, okay, all right, well, okay, uh, Scott. How Ooh, many- Buzz punched that dude right in the face. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> we weren't lying. 
Dude, um, I'm going to have to give this zero as well. The, the moon is definitely real. And I've seen yeah. proof of it because I've been to the ocean and I see how, <laughs> how the oceans move based on the position of the moon. So, yeah, it's real. Um, but I thought you were going to say you've been I'm, in the I'm very moon. interested in this now thinking that the Anunnaki live inside the moon. That's my newest theory. I like that. Look into it. So the reason that you think it's not real or this story isn't real is because the ocean has waves. <laughs> no, not waves, tides, bro. Uh, tides. My bad. Yeah. Okay. So, and no, so if the oceans move, that, validif- that, val- that validates to me that there is a large moon. I'm looking at it right now, a crescent right outside of my, my window here. Okay. On that note, I am going to give this one, actually, I think that I will give this one a whopping zero as well. We are another zero for zero for zero story on this one. So it is kind of interesting that that is a story that is out there that the moon is fake. Uh, Surprise, surprise that it comes from flat earthers for the most part. Oh my gosh. Uh, people smooth brains anyways anyways so, uh, smooth brains <laughs> that's like your that's like your insult of the week orn but <laughs> in any case okay so that wraps us up on our three stories which were was there a massive cover-up by disney involving the movie frozen what's up with the alien map that scott came across and was the moon really real all right so that wraps us up. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Conspiracy Campfire. We have dedicated ourselves to be more active on social media. Right now, we are pretty much focusing on Instagram and Twitter. Scott, where can they find us on Twitter? It is campfire underscore dudes. Two tweets have been posted with a third one on the way. There better be more than that. And Oren, <laughs> where can you find us on Instagram? At Conspiracy Campfire. Just like that, we will be more active, but uh, please let us know your feedback. Let us know if you have any questions. We do have another fan mail episode coming up here shortly. So please let us know on social media, or you can email us at conspiracycampfire at gmail.com. And you can't say Gmail without your voice cracking. It's true. I can't. <laughs> and, I, and most of the things that I say, I have a hard time without cracking. Anyways, my lovely friends, Scott Freshour and Oren Gould were with me, Jonathan Warner. We provided the fire. Hopefully you had the graham cracker, the marshmallow, and the chocolate. You got those s'mores going. We will talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone. First, you take the graham. You stick the chocolate on the graham. Then you roast the mallow. When the mallow's flaming, you stick it on the chocolate. Then you cover it with the other end. Yeah, make me one of those. Yeah, me too. Then you scuff it.